You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Belinda Mulder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Good day, family. I greet you in the wonderful name of Jesus. And I know that even as we spend time this afternoon in the Word of God, that the Holy Spirit will bring a truth to your heart and your mind about just the goodness and the mercy of the Lord towards you. But before we start this afternoon, let's just take time to say our declaration. I'm a son of God revealed. I'm blessed with every blessing in Christ Jesus. I am saved. I am healed. I am delivered. And I am a life-giving spirit. I accept his sacrifice on the cross and his resurrection power in my life. I'm bound to his word and can do what it says I can do. I receive the word with meekness and I'm changed from glory to glory. I have the God kind of faith. I am the righteousness of God and will never be the same. Jesus Christ is my Lord. Amen. Let's take a moment just to pray. Amen. Father, thank you for the time we're going to spend together, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you are the God of, of every situation, Lord. Thank you that even as we, we focus and we, we quieten our hearts, Lord, and we, we just take this moment to reflect on you and who you are, that we know that it will be strengthened in our inner man. We thank you for your goodness and your grace towards us. We thank you for this beautiful day you've given us. Thank you, Lord, that we will rejoice and be glad in it, Father. And we will know that your outstretched arm is always towards us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. God's outstretched arms towards you. Can you imagine what that means? If I say to you, God has his arms outstretched towards you. What a beautiful concept to think about. You know, our hands have developed a language of their own in these lockdown times and times of masks and, and quarantine and social distancing, where we were so used to hugging each other and grabbing each other and, and showing love by, by having physical contact. At the moment, with, with, with social distancing, we have to use other means to communicate. So our hands have become a great source of communication. If I do this, I'm saying hello. If I'm doing this, you see my hands are, are clenched and I'm, I'm, I've got an angry facade. If I'm doing this, I'm saying that I love you over a distance, amen. This is one of the great things we do in HOC right now, just to say that you are important and you are still special and we will get to a place again when all of this will be over, amen. At church on Sundays, while we, we have the masks on, we have taught the congregation to go, hallelujah. <laughs> Quite a different moment for a lot of us because we can't see anyone's mouths moving or even see if they're smiling at us or not. But we even know in that, in their hallelujahs, there's something special. Now, God says his hands are not clenched towards you. His hands are open towards you, outstretched towards you. Many times when we do the blessing, what do we do? We say, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord be gracious towards you and the Lord give you peace. We stretch our hands out towards you in a, in, a, in a gesture to want to release something beautiful into your life. As Christians, we have a total advantage to those without Christ because we have the outstretched hand of God fighting for us. What does this mean? This means that our ability, our powers, our talents, our best of us is not needed when we have the best of God in our lives. We have him fighting for us. We have him standing with us. And we have him as our source of strength every single day. The outstretched hand of God is there for you 24-7. I'm going to read a scripture from Psalm 136 verse 12. The first one I'm going to read is from the NIV version. It says that with a mighty hand and outstretched arm, his love endures forever. 
The New King James Version says, with a strong hand and with a stretched out arm, his mercy endures forever. The Christian Standard Bible says, with a strong hand and an outstretched arm, his faithful love endures forever. In whichever translation you look at a church, you see that his love, his mercy, and his faithfulness endures forever. Isn't it true that many times when we start singing, the Lord is good and his faithfulness endures forever, the Lord is good and his faithfulness endures forever, we are actually saying that the Lord is good and his outstretched arm, his mighty power endures forever. This is the advantage we have as Christians, church. We have a God fighting for us. And if you are not a Christian this morning, God still fights for you. God is still longing for your heart. His outstretched arm is not different towards you than towards me. His love for me is not different towards his love for you. You maybe just haven't realized how much he loves you yet. Amen. Isaiah 14 verse 27 says, For the Lord Yahweh, the commander of angel armies, has an amazing strategy. And who can thwart him? When he moves in power, who can stop him? Scripture tells us that his outstretched arms are there to assist us in fulfilling our dreams. His outstretched arm is there to assist us when we need healing. His outstretched arm is there to assist us when we need deliverance. His outstretched arm is there to assist us when we need to prosper in our ways. God's outstretched arm is there to tell you that his love endures forever and he will never ever leave or forsake you. God's plan did not go away because we hit a season of COVID-19. He did not close his arms towards you. Nothing you do that's good or bad can warrant the love of God for you because it's unending. There's no beginning. There's, there's no end to his love for you. If you today are sitting in your home and you're thinking, but I've done so much wrong, why would God want to stretch his hands out towards you? I want to tell you, the God of the universe will always stretch his arm out towards you because you are the reason that he came to this earth to die because he wanted relationship with you. In our daily lives, church, we have outstretched arms in our walk with the Lord. When we praise the Lord, we raise our hands and we shout hallelujah. Our hands and our arms are a demonstration of what we are doing. When we worship, we raise our hands and we say, Lord, I love you. Jesus, I love you. Holy Spirit, I love you. As a sign of surrender, we lift our hands up and we say, Father, take my life. How many times will you see a little child run to a father? He lifts up his hands in, in, in a position to say, here I am. I see us many times like that in church when we can run to the Father and we lift our hands and we say, Father, here we are. This is all I have. The only thing I can give you is my life. And this is what I have for you today. Take my life. This is the amazing concept of our walk with the Lord. Another demonstration of our hands in our daily lives is when we pray lifting up holy hands. Many times when we pray, we have our hands in the air and we're lifting up the name of Jesus, making our petitions known to him. And of course, many times when we reach out to others, it's an extension of our outreached arms where we say, yeah, is something that I have that can help you, that can reach your needs, that can touch your heart. We see, we see this demonstration of, of an outstretched hand in our own lives. What do you do when you're angry with somebody? You automatically close your arms and you put on a little bit of an angry face because you don't want them to be close to you right now. You know what the beautiful thing is, church? Many times we actually reflect this onto our Savior. And God is not angry at you. God does not keep wrongs against you. Once you come to him and you say, I'm sorry, Lord, forgive me. God's arms 
are open and you know what, before you prayed, his arms were also open. It was your turning back to him that made that moment incredible. In the, in the life of Moses, we see the outstretched arm demonstrated again in so many ways in his life. And we see God's outstretched arm demonstrated in so many events in his life. Miriam, the mother of Moses, had to get to a place in her life where she took her baby after placing him in a basket and stretched her arms out as she placed him in the arms of Jesus because she never knew what would happen to him. She was just trying to save his life. But God was there. God was on the other side of that journey already where Pharaoh's daughter was sitting in, in, in the, at the Nile River and she sees this baby. And automatically this baby's destiny gets launched in the palace. Our God was still there. As Pharaoh's daughter reached out for the basket in outstretched arms, God's ability was right there in that moment. Later on in Moses' life, when, when he has to go and confront Pharaoh and say, let my people go, we see the outstretched arm again. In Exodus 3 verse 19 to 20, it says, But I know that the king of Egypt will not let you go unless a mighty hand compels him. So I will stretch out my hand and strike the Egyptians with all the wonders that I will perform among them. After that, he will let you go. This is the God's promise to his nation. But God never came with a mighty arm. God's mighty arm was demonstrated through the lives of Moses and Aaron. As Aaron and Moses lifted the rod in, in different scenarios of the plagues and, and demonstration of God's power, the mighty hand of God was seen. You see, church, even today, you are commissioned to be the mighty arm of the Lord to this world of ours. He will work through you if you, if you allow him to because he is always willing to. But the question is, are you allowing him to work through you? Later on, in one of the most profound moments in Moses' life, the, the entire nation of Israel is standing at a massive sea, and there's no way out except for a God intervention. Many times in our lives, we, we sit in a scenario where we have no way out without a God intervention. And just like God was faithful to Moses in the, in the Israelites, and he said to Moses, stretch out your rod, extend your arm, and just trust me. He parted the sea, and automatically the supernatural became part of the natural. And we see a nation being saved in that very moment. Today, whatever situation you are facing, if God says, stretch out your arm, stretch out your arm. It's as simple as that. Because then in our obedience, God releases his presence. And when his presence comes into any chaotic situation, like facing a Red Sea with over a million people, um, he can come and he can intervene and do something incredible, way bigger than what we could ever dream or imagine. The outstretched arm of the Lord is seen so many times in the word. As I looked through the word and I was, I was studying and looking, where is the outstretched arm? In the word, I, I wondered how many I would find, and I found so many that I can't even mention all of them, but I'm going to just mention a few today to give you a good idea of, of seeing an outstretched arm in, in Scripture. When Jesus was walking on the water and Peter was drowning, what did he do? He never left Peter to drown. He stretched out his arm towards Peter, and he lifted him from drowning. Today, church, if you feel like you are drowning, just look to Jesus. His arm is already there, stretched out for you. All you have to do is reach out and take it. Amen? When Jesus came to the, the man with leprosy, a disease that had isolated him from his friends and family, Jesus, what did Jesus do? He reached out and touched him. A leper was considered unclean. 
and it wasn't considered the correct thing to do to reach out to a leper, right? But do you think that put our Jesus off? No, it didn't. His love for the leper was so incredible that in that moment, the state of the leper did not deter him. Whatever state you are in today, I want to tell you, it, it doesn't frighten Jesus. It doesn't want him to turn his face from you. It doesn't close his arms towards you. Whatever situation you are facing today, maybe it's addiction. God is there to help you to conquer that addiction. Maybe it's depression. God is there to help you to conquer depression. Maybe it's that you feel that you don't know what's going to happen in the future. You are facing the unknown. Maybe you've been retrenched or you don't know what's coming next. I want to tell you, God's outstretched arm is there to help you through every situation that you are facing. Another beautiful moment in Jesus' life is when he went to Peter's mother-in-law that was, was laying with a fever. What does the Bible say? It says, he reached out his hand and he touched her. The fever didn't put him off, church. Just like today, if you have sickness or disease in your body, it does not turn Jesus away. Your sickness and disease does not turn Jesus away. Your sickness and disease actually is a moment where Jesus would like to intervene. But he waits for you to reach out to him as well. Another beautiful moment that we see Jesus reaching out is when he has to feed thousands and thousands of people with a few loaves of bread and a few fish. What does Jesus do? He reaches his hand into the basket and he starts breaking the bread to feed a multitude. The most incredible moment where God stretches out his arms is on his journey to the cross. He has to be beaten for every sickness and disease. He has to take every pain upon his body for generations of people that he doesn't even know would love him back. But Jesus consciously, without thought, lays down his life. It doesn't put him off that he has to go through this terrible process to save your life. Because even with the thought that you can be a part of his family, he was willing to take the chance to lay his whole life down. As Jesus was crucified on the cross, what did they do? They opened his arms up and the beautiful hands of Jesus became our pierced hands. Even till today, his hands are pierced. Why? Because he loved you enough to take every single sin of the world upon himself to give us a chance to be reunited with him again. Even just to think of that love is something incredible because how can you love and you don't even know you're going to receive love back. But that is the Lord Jesus Christ. That's our Savior. We love conditionally, but he does not love conditionally. We love with reserve. He does not love with reserve. We love when we know the person will love us back, but Jesus loves regardless of if he gets love back. What a different gospel. Amen? In the last moments of Jesus' life, what does he say? He says, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. He said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. It's another extension of arms, outstretched arms of the hands. It just tells us that even the Father's hands and arms are outstretched towards us. Jesus and the Father love us. The Holy Spirit loves us. He's there to assist us, to lead us, and to guide us. After Jesus had died on the cross, we see him again stretching out his hands. When before he leaves, he, he greets his disciples and, and he reaches his hands out and he puts a blessing out over their lives. What a God we serve. Even till the last moment, he wasn't ready to close his arms towards us. They didn't even know if Jesus was going to stand up from the grave. They didn't know if what his message was real. They didn't know how his message would continue. But they knew that 
this Jesus had made an impact on them that would change their lives forever. Psalm 138 verse 7 says, Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve my life. You stretch out your hand against the anger of my foes, and with your right hand you save me. We will see a mighty, mighty move of a strong hand of God in the days to come. This is not the end. God has not changed his mind. He's not changed his agenda for you. Your dreams are not over. Because we are in the season, it doesn't mean that God has changed his mind about you. Your dreams are still there. Dream big. If your dreams are big enough for you to accomplish, you're not dreaming big enough. Ladies, I want to encourage you this afternoon. God still has a plan for your life. God still has a plan for your family. God still has a plan for your children. Just hold on. It's not about how strong you are. It's about how strong he is. That's for all of us, church. It's not about how strong we are. In our weakness, he's our strength. When we are weak, we become strong because we hold on to him. When we are poor, we become rich because of him. We lay our lives down in surrender. And that's the last part of my sermon for this afternoon. God's outstretched arms are always open towards you, are always reaching out towards you, are always ready to assist you. His power, his might, his authority is there to take you to the center of your world. But we have a part to play. We need to reach out to him. What did the lady with the issue of blood do? She had to reach out to touch the cloak of Jesus when he came past her. Today, church, we, we many times forget this part. We, we understand the power and the might of the Lord Jesus Christ. But even as Jesus met Thomas after being crucified, he said, Thomas, put your hands in my hands to know that I'm real. Put your hands in my side. And in that very second after Jesus had said that, Thomas had a decision to make. Would he put his hands in his hands to see that he's real? Or would he still choose to doubt in the sovereignty and the might of the Lord Jesus Christ and that his Savior had risen from the grave? Today we also sit with that same question. Jesus says, I have given you everything. My thoughts towards you are far more than any thought that you could even have towards anybody. I've given you every blessing, every prosperity, every good thing comes from my hand. The question is, are you ready to receive it? Are you going to reach out your hands to Jesus and say, yes, I surrender. This is me. Take me. I want more of you. I give me all of you. I choose to trust you. I choose to, to trust your, your good things you have for me. Or are you the person with a closed arm saying, I dare you to bless me, Lord. <laughs> Don't we sometimes do that? We just, we just take a moment and we realize that we start judging the Lord on our human behavior. We start looking at the Lord through our eyes instead of looking at ourselves through the eyes of the Lord, through Jesus' eyes. His eyes are always loving, are always kind, are always there to assist us and help us. But you need to choose through which eyes you are looking at him. What is your response today? Are you stretching out your hand in pursuit of God or are you holding your hands closed saying, no, I want to encourage you, reach out and ask the Lord to intervene in every situation. He's right there ready to do it. Let's turn in our Bibles to Isaiah 14 verse 27. It says, for the Lord of hosts has planned and who can frustrate it? And as for his stretched out hand, who can turn it back? One of my most favorite scriptures in the entire Bible is Isaiah 59 verse 1. It says, surely the arm of the Lord is not too short to save. That's the question that you need to settle in your heart this afternoon. Is your petition, surely the arm of the Lord is not too short to save? Or is your petition, 
something else. I want to encourage you. Surely the arm of the Lord is not too short to save. I'm ending with one last scripture, and that's in Job 33 verse 4. It says, The Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty has given me life. The outstretched arm of the Almighty has made me, He will sustain me, He will carry me, and He will be with me every second of every day. Amen. Let us pray together. Father, we thank you that we can hold on to your outstretched arms this afternoon, Father. Knowing that there are arms that are reliable, arms that are strong, arms that will not let us go, Father. We thank you, Lord, that we know that nobody can pluck us from your arms, Father, because you are the God Almighty. This afternoon, we just quieten our hearts once again and say, Lord, we reach out to you and we say we trust you, Father. We reach out to you and, and we rely on the outstretched arms of the Almighty, arms that are always there to carry us, Father. We pray for every family this afternoon, Father. We pray for every father, for every mother, for every child, Father, for every teenager, for every single parent, Father, for every single person out there, Lord. And we, we pray your blessing on every home, Father. We pray and we thank you, Lord, that your presence will rest upon every single household, upon every situation, Father, whatever they are facing in every single home, Father. And together, as household of Christ, as pastors of the church, as a family, Father, we say we trust you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you for taking the time this afternoon to to. Spend time in the Word with us at Household of Christ. And we want to encourage you that even as you go through this week, that you take one scripture and you hold on to that with your whole entire life because God is there. He's willing and able to assist you. His mighty power is there to be with you. And He loves you completely. And we love you too. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.